0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Ah! Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondi. And of course, welcome back
2: to another edition of Inbox Radio. This is, of course, the February twenty fourth show, and I'm happy to say that we are live at Leeds Con right here at the beautiful Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yep, I'm John Fondi. I am the Big Fabu, and uh, it's kind of exciting to be doing a live show. We've got a lot of stuff bustling around. We've got great guests that are going to be with us. Some of them are actually here at Leeds Con. Some of them are actually back in the studio, and uh, I tell you, it's uh, this is when the excitement really kind of plays out because. All the players. I mean, the heavy hitters, uh, the rock stars of our industry are all at this particular show, and it, uh, it gives me great pleasure to, to be able to host this show up here in this palatial suite overlooking. Well, looks like I'm looking at the Bellagio right now. And speaking of heavy hitters in the Bellagio, we also have Victor Daniel, and he's the founder and owner of a myriad of different sites like Elite Mate, uh, Mind, Body, and Soul, Elite Cashwire, and more. I think he's a, a serial entrepreneur and he does a, a great job of it. And uh, also flying in from San Francisco is Leslie Brell, and she's the Vice President of West Coast Sales with Walter Carl in their division of InfoGroup Interactive. And so it's great that she's in the house with us here today. And of course, we'll be switching over to Carissa Newton, and she is. Um delivers Director of Marketing, and she's also responsible for developing and managing a lot of communications. And this just in, something that just took place earlier today in Washington, D.C., an Italian court, has convicted three Google employees for failure to comply with the Italian privacy code as it relates to video that was uploaded to a service by some Italian users. So, Beren Zocca, uh, who is a fellow at the Progressive Freedom Foundation, is going to be with us at the bottom of the show. We're going to dissect what took place in that case and kind of find out from the top so we'll have that breaking news and it will happen right here as well but of course as i said we are at leeds con and it's a great great show we've got about 90 vendors that are taking place on the show here and just tons and tons of people walking around and of course this little shout out goes out On behalf of Michelle Troop and myself, we're so glad that you could join us for LeedsCon in Las Vegas 2010. We've got an exciting and eventful two days planned. Thank you again for all that you do for the space and enabling LeedsCon to exist. And, of course, that comes from the founder of LeedsCon, and, of course, we're talking about Jay Weintraub. And uh, in another note here, some great keynote speakers that were taking place here at LeedsCon, our first keynote speaker that was up. At nine o'clock yesterday, uh, the the title of this uh, this speech was called "Learning from Failure," and uh, the speech was all about it's not fun to fail. In fact, it's downright unpleasant. But in the, uh, the, the case of this particular keynote speaker, Douglas Merrill, who's the former CIO and VP of Engineering at Google, he oversaw a team of more than 2,000. He kind of told his story and a lesson on how to innovate, and more importantly, learning how not to innovate. So, this is the type of speakers that we have. And speaking of great guys and, and wonderful speakers, also one of our keynote speakers that was here with us here is actually up in our suite. I'm talking with Murray Newlands. Murray, thank you so much for coming on the show.
3: Thank you very much for having me. It's been a fantastic show so far. I'd like to thank uh, Joe for uh, uh, putting it on and, and you for bringing me up here. So, uh, Jay, it's another great event. Nearly 2,000 people here to, uh, to this uh, weekend, so uh, fantastic.
2: Yeah, even though there was only 90 vendors or so in there, the turnout to this one is, is big. Completely different type of an attendee that comes to this show as, say, an ad tech or an affiliate summit. Would you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the pure concentration of just lead generation people, lead buyers, lead sellers, uh, a very different crowd from, uh, I mean, obviously there's some crossover, but uh, this if you just want to be buying leads, selling leads, knowing what's happening in the lead market, the lead verification, this is, it, this is where you need to be. This is it.
2: Okay. Well, you, uh, you were a keynote speaker. What did you talk about? And more so than
3: that, how was it received? International lead generation. A lot of uh, American companies wanted to know how they uh, get overseas. Uh, how they get into the market, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. Uh, obviously, it's been a, a tough uh, year or so. E- everyone's settled down. They want to expand now. How do you get overseas? Obviously, you know, go to the market, get some local knowledge, find out uh, what the regulation is. And really, people are open to that. People, are, you know, they've, they've got their business under control. and They want to move forward. So, yeah, everyone's really hyped about how you get overseas what the advantages are, where you can go. Obviously working in European markets uh, and also in um, English language markets really helps. So UK is a good stepping stone for your first uh, overseas market. And then from there, people are moving to France, Spain, Germany, uh, Australia. Yeah, really a lot of people are excited about moving overseas.
2: Uh, Listening to your accent, what part of Texas are you from?
3: I've flown over from uh, London just for this uh, week and uh, I've had a fantastic time so far.
2: Okay, let's, uh, if, uh, if, you could, if you could do one thing for a company out there, what would you say that you're, that you're uh, uh, the, the best foot forward
3: for what you do in the industry is? So I, I blog at murraynewlands.com and I really try and connect uh, uh, affiliates, uh, affiliate networks, uh, merchants with the type of people that they're trying to uh, connect with. So if you want to reach out to other people within the industry, obviously speak to you on the radio show equally. If you want to, uh, to be in contact with a blogger, then get in contact with me at murraynewlands.com, and um, I'll see how it can help.
2: Well, great. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you just did a television show. You have yep. a speaking engagement. Now you're up you're doing radio. You're a rock star, man. Thanks. Thank you very much. And, again, we're talking with Murray Newlands. And, again, Murray, tell us one more time how we can get Thanks, in touch Murray. with
3: you. Just Google Murray Newlands. You can look at murraynewlands.com and you can uh, connect with me on Twitter at, uh, at Murray Newlands. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, you know, when it
2: comes to people that do stuff and they do it well, our next guest uh, really does it. I, I mean, as I said before, he's a, he is a consummate entrepreneur, and uh, and and he, he does he does everything and he does it well. As I mentioned at the top of the show, he is the founder and the owner of EliteMate.com, also Mind Body and Soul. He also owns uh, Elite Cashwire dot com elite dot com and of course modelcastingcall dot com and he was raised in Queens New York uh, where his business is based and uh, his software he, he uses custom software has about thirty two employees in several locations all across the world and and uh, I, I know that he's he's a wild guy because I've heard him talk before and of course I welcome to the show Victor Daniel Victor thanks so much for being with us
4: thanks for having me I really appreciate it.
2: So let's go ahead and, and, and talk a little bit about, uh, okay, right off the top, EliteMate.com, uh, you know, what's going on in the current online dating world? Anything
4: we should be aware of or, or that you want to focus in on? Well, most everyone's going mobile now. And, um you know email marketing you know you could even speak to Kevin; he's great at it and stuff, and it's just a wonderful way uh, to get your message out there. But the mobile market uh we're creating a mobile site right now in the process of making it really simple. Um, we've been doing mobile marketing for now four years. I suggest you know trying to get a date and site go mobile as well when you send the relayed messages try to send them through SMS communications, you know, and, and that's the best way to, to reach a subscriber now is trying to get to their BlackBerry, their email on their BlackBerry, their, you know, cell phone number on their BlackBerry, and uh, that's where people are taking their actions and generally people that, you know, if, if you get that connection, it's, it's just such more, there's more synergy within the site and I think that's that's the trend that I see going to I don't see it going super quickly but you know people if you see it on the streets people with their mobile devices you know you do take a personal survey within your friends are you looking at your SMS messages more than your emails you know what I mean I mean people like to see emails so when you send an email you know make it nice and colorful and you know get a nice concept going there but SMS is I think in the long run as the devices get more sophisticated I, I think it's going to be the way to go
5: mobile marketing I think this is finally the year that it's really really going to take off you're seeing more and more um, companies emerging into it companies getting into WAP um, programming as well and uh, figuring out different ways to, uh, to do transactions over the phones. I mean there's so many web-enabled phones now and smartphones out there it only makes sense um, you know what, what was the stat I just saw like thirty uh... thirty million searches a month on Google just off, off your cell phone So there's definitely some very large uh, opportunities out there for smart marketers that know what they're doing.
2: Hey, uh, thanks so much. Uh, Hey, Victor, do do your members do more texting now than emailing uh, to
4: each other? From uh, the research that we're doing, they're still doing more emailing to each other, and then once they get to a personal level, they'll do a few texts on our platform, but then once they kind of feel comfortable they'll do texting on, we see them jumping off and, you know, they probably give out their number and then they text within themselves. You know, Uh, I see it, you know, we've had a text messaging module the last four years and we've seen constant growth um, in each of the years. And uh, like Kevin says this year, it's been pretty good. You know, just the last two months uh, have been like pretty incredible as far as the text messaging is concerned. We're putting out more advertisements. I think people are more uh, receptive. Um, and, you know, there are so many big companies out there that are going mobile now. Um, it's great to make apps, you know, to, to make, a, you know, all these different types of apps. But if you have a fully mobile site, um, I think in the long run, it's the way to go. You know, you could have them both because there's going to be some of those people that are just, you know, they're not going to be doing the mobile. And you have your fully functional, probably much more colorful, and, you know, receptive to larger audiences of the Internet, your 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 website, but your mobile site is going to be another thing in the future. Um, and I think that, you know, that's where we, we're pushing that uh, to go, as well as now calling our clients and actually, you know, offering them memberships to Elite Mate, but also offering them alternatives to paying for their, you know, membership at elite mate. So say, for example, you don't want the elite mate membership. You don't want to pay for it, but I have a partner that has a dating site. So if you pay for their dating site, I'll give you, you know, a membership at Elite Mate. Or if a partner has a beauty item or a, a pharmaceutical item or any kind of health item, something dealing with, like, maybe if you, you know, buy this vacation, we'll give you a lifetime membership elite EliteMate. You know, whatever partner we're using, we're telemarketing the client, calling the client, getting to know the client. You know, as an individual, not just someone that we're emailing or SMSing. um, We've seen a really good response since we've started taking the telephone to the client and you know welcoming the client. Some clients, they don't want to participate in the services, but we notice that they call back, and then they might not participate immediately, but then they participate a little bit long down the road once they feel more comfortable with you. So we, the telephone is something that we're bringing into effect a little bit more, and we're using partners, and now we have now an in-house uh call service in the the Philippines that we're using that make welcome calls when you come into the site and basically, you know, just confirm that everything's okay. And, you know, of course, soft sell and upsell clients into either products and services for Elite Mate or other properties, or maybe a product and service of the actual call center that we're using in the Philippines. We have a few of them. We have two of them that we bounce back and forth with. So, I mean, that's where we feel like was going to be the most effective is communicating with your client um, and doing it through the telephone is really, really effective. Hey, well, great. Uh, I know
2: you're an entrepreneur, um personal trainer, hypnotherapist, and it also I understand you're a licensed Avatar Master Wizard.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, it's a course. Uh, it's a self-empowerment course that I teach that helps people um, create whatever they wish to create in their lives. Uh, with greater ease and greater understanding that they are the creator of their life. Um, and it's a simple, effective course. It's a nine day intensive course. Uh, you can take a look at it at uh, mindbody soul.com uh, forward slash avatar.html. Um, <clears throat> also, the main site. Like say for example, I'm in Queens and I, you know, I teach these courses in Queens stuff. But there are Avatar Masters worldwide, and I think 41 countries. And the main site is uh, avatarepc.com. Uh, EPC stands for Enlightened Planetary Civilization, and it's a, it's a non confrontive course, and it really really helps you explore your own creative potential. Uh, best way for me to describe it and and people i've met in those circles you know i value their friendships uh very much so because i've learned so much you know many many of these people have many gifts you know and stuff that i, I i'm just i'm not gifted with and it's always uh you know it's always like very interesting to to meet those type of people sure hey click father
2: your uh, your thoughts on what you've heard
5: you know, I, I've known Vic for many years, and he's one of the, the most brilliant guys. Um, you know, number one, like, because he's got such balance in his life and everything he does. Uh, but number two, from a monetization standpoint, many people can take lessons from what Vic does. Um, you know, early on, you know, guys are paying 4 or $5 for a dating you know, leave, and Vic's out there paying 7 or $8 only because he knows how to monetize his data. He knows how to email his data, put them on paths, uh, get the people that don't want to sign up for his service, sell them to a different service, and do all these great things. And understand that, hey, I've already done the hardest part. I've gotten the consumer to come to my site. Um, so he's definitely a master in many regards. I have a lot of respect for you, Vic. Um, and I think people should, you know, learn. I mean, I send people to his site and say, hey, go to com and go through the whole thing and sign up and, and see all the different ways uh, he monetizes. I think it's absolutely amazing. That's what a lot of people should do. Take a big lesson from that.
4: Well thank you I, I really appreciate it Kevin but uh, you know when we 've been doing business for a good long time me and you and i 've seen your company grow uh, amazingly in the last i mean it 's been years that we know each other and x y seven you have the elite offers on x y seven i encourage uh, all of the publishers out there to run it through XY7. Um, you know, hope, hopefully, we could do some more business together because uh, Kevin is a genius and and he's very out there. He, he 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 gets his hands into everything, and it's it's a beautiful thing because he he knows what he's doing, and he's got a an amazing team with him. I mean, that's I mean that's long story short. I really do have a lot of respect for you, bro. You're you're a really unique individual. Thank, thank you very and, much. Um, And I look forward to doing business with you.
5: Absolutely. Thanks so much. Likewise, Nick.
2: And I thank you both for the Kleenex moment as well. Uh, Thanks, uh, Vic. I want to thank you so much. you were really insightful, and love to have you back on the show again. We're going to take a short break when uh, Inbox Radio returns. As we come back, we're going to be having a great conversation with Leslie Brell, and uh, uh, stick around for that. We're going to talk a little bit about opportunities for new customer acquisition and also refreshing of databases. All this and more. I on the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. You're listening to the Inbox Radio Show live from LeedsCon in Las Vegas. Brasco, we'll be right back right after these very short messages.
1: Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this.
0: XYZ is a market. Are you if yes, yeah, payment, no ifs, ands, or maybe. Get paid daily, make a mad dash, sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. it's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. You if we agreed that money is what you need and need. You can get paid for sales and leads. Not one thing lacking, don't get it cracking state-of-the-art tracking where did it start you can do it a couple ways 866 xy7 page. it's code free tell me what you waiting on so log on to xy7.com afcon 2010 the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free makes its way to denver june 21st through 23rd register today at affcom 2010.com afcon 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager where you can pay up to 1500 just on a single registration that's why afcon 2010 offers you an alternative a show that's free for affiliates not to mention over 80 percent of our attendees are affiliates AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual Affiliate Bash, and you have the complete Affiliate Trade Show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com.
3: Please hold while we connect
4: you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And, of course, welcome back once again. I am the Big Fabu. You're
2: listening to the Inbox Radio Show. If you've just joined us for the first time, you can go to Inbox, that's I-N-B-O-X-E-D Radio.com. There's a chat room there. Jump into that chat room, and you can ask questions of any of our guests that are on the show, the professionals that are hosting it as well. Or you can go to WebmasterRadio.fm and go into their chat room, and then Brasco will relay those chats to us uh, virtually and so brasco if you do have some information that uh, you've got in the chat room just interrupt me and uh if we have a chance and and go ahead and give us that question we'll try to answer that question on the air
0: i think it's just more that people uh, are jealous we want to be in vegas john (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, we tried to get you up here, my brother. But, uh, I know you did. Didn't I didn't mean to be in the oh. cards, but I always love working with you in person as well.
0: Yeah, but you know what? It would have been a couple days later and a couple hundred dollars short by the time I came back, you know?
2: <laughs> uh, thanks for keeping Vegas green. Yes. <laughs> Hey, uh, also coming up later on in the show, we talked about an Italian court that has convicted three Google employees. We're going to talk to the, uh, the people that are currently involved with that. Ben Kelly is going to be with us as well as Beren Zocca, who's a senior fellow at the Progress and Freedom Foundation, and we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about his, his comments on that. But hey, kind of bringing it uh, full circle, bringing it back here home with us uh, right now is Leslie Brell, and she's been in online customer acquisition for about 10 years. Currently, she's the vice president of West Coast Sales for the Incro Group Interactive. She's also got extensive knowledge by helping companies build and monetize marketing database. Leslie, come on in here. Good to have you on the show. This is fun, isn't it?
6: so fun. How are you? Doing
2: great. Well, you're not too far away from us in San Francisco.
6: Yeah, good to be in Vegas, though. Really exciting show. Yeah. Um, Yeah, fabulous.
2: Anyway, uh, so what have you found out? Have you, you, this particular show, anything stand out for you?
6: Yeah, you know, it's just really amazing to see how the uh, industry is really turning towards more transparency and really making the leads that people receive just much more richer with data.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you go to a lot of, lot of the other shows as well, so I asked Murray Newlands this question. Different type of crowd at this show than the other shows?
7: Yeah,
6: I think every show has a different crowd. I mean, it's very different to ad, than ad tech. It's definitely um, people focused on lead generation, very serious about it, and it's definitely a, a get business done type atmosphere.
2: Well, speaking of getting business done, it's all about customers, right? It is, yes. You, you can churn them, you can burn them, you can keep them. The big thing is, first of all, you got to get them before you can do all that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit now about some opportunities for customer acquisition.
6: Yeah, there's, it's really, um, you know, customer acquisition, there's so many different flavors where it's available. Um, obviously, at this conference, lead generation is one of the, the big, um, big opportunities, but there's a lot of other opportunities that um, – are important and great ways to acquire customers like list rentals, search, SMS marketing, social media op- optimization, just really um, some really good acquisition tools.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, just like crackers in a bowl over a long weekend, customers can get stale as
6: well They too, absolutely huh? can, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, they
2: can. What do you do about that?
6: Well, you know, it's really great. InfoUSA, um, is a really a great company, and they help people refresh their databases. And what they do is they're able to take um, – we have a product where we're able to append email addresses that are no longer usable with a usable email address. Mm-hmm. So if cu- customers have big files of undeliverable email addresses, they send them to us, we update the email address, send them back a new usable email address. And we can also add a lot of lifestyle and demographic traits like income, age, gender – just so that what you do have in your database, you can market and make
2: the best use of. Kevin, what's your what's your take on that? We talked about new customer acquisition and then, of course, refreshing that information. Valuable to the industry?
5: I think it's very valuable, John. you're talking about email data. Um, you lose approximately, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, um, I think it's about 11%, 12% a month um, in regards to uh, hard bounces. So refreshing that and appending it is very important. And then I'd be curious to ask, uh, when you're saying you're using lifestyle, you're using social as well. I know every week we speak about uh, social appending and using social lifestyles. Is that something that uh, you guys are now doing?
6: Yeah, well, we can definitely ab- append the typical uh, demographic and lifestyle things, but we can also work, we do work with other companies to append social media data as well.
5: Awesome.
2: Any challenges that we're seeing right now? I know there's a lot of new laws that have come out, and things are kind of changing now that we're into 2010. Um, Talk about challenges you're seeing out there. Yeah,
6: I think you know one of the the challenges, and it it seems to be transitioning, is but because people have been so tied by their budgets, they're not willing to test new things. And I think it's really in this industry you have to test and always be reinventing and optimizing um, your business. So I think that's really a challenge. and, and and I think you know things are there are some laws that look like they're going to be put in place regarding lead generation, um, but I work for a company that's very sensitive to that, so we're ahead of the trend on that, making sure we're always above and beyond legal compliancy.
2: Well, yeah, I think that's good, and we were talking about this uh, down on the trade floor just a just a few <laughs> a few uh, well yesterday, as a matter of fact, that we're finding that that people will come in and they will they will absolutely take something that's in the system, and they will abuse it till it breaks and then the law comes in. Then they move on and jump into the next phase, abuse it, and break it until the law comes in and stuff. Right. Is, it, is what you're telling me you're trying to make sure that you stay compliant before the situation or the problem takes place?
6: Yeah, we're, we're just really – that's, that's correct. We're just very sensitive to, you know, trying to be, you know, giving the best possible data and following the laws to the nth degree. So, so we definitely
2: are um, above and beyond compliance um, you know info group or interactive intel usa i mean just just huge absolutely huge and you guys have come on really strong in the, in the last seven or eight years it's almost like you know you kicked into full gear you i mean you must have figured it out because you've got several different layers to your company now as well. Some of the benefits working with you guys.
6: Yeah, you know, well, it's really great because InfoGroup is just one of the largest old-school direct marketing companies, and they've really made this big push to get into the interactive space and really have come up, used a lot of their knowledge and experience to really integrate and make their digital direct marketing products effective. So the great thing is is they have tons of experience, they're really a one-stop shop. We have multiple channels, if you want to hit people, you know, on multiple channels, email, postal, SMS, phone. We can help you, um, help you find those, that data. And we have an abundance of data. We have over 75 million records of, of information on people. So it's, it's really exciting. And, um, and like I said, we're really just doing a great job of um, optimizing our digital products. We work with Yes Mail. And um, we're a full one-stop shop.
2: Well, Kevin, I, I liked uh, the the thought that you can that you can refresh this information, and as you refresh it, the neat thing about it is drill down a little bit deeper on that client. Uh, you know, get, get a little bit get a little bit more layers of information on that client. I think as a marketer, that's that really is something that that helps you focus, doesn't it?
5: It is, John. I mean, testing is so so important. I mean, you know, I did it again this morning. I actually got up really early. Um and started uh, one of the campaigns that was trying to actually change gender on um meaning that we've always targeted males and now the clients are asking us to target females. Um and it's just uh totally different uh, demographic as far as you know why they click, what they click on, uh what the conversion rates are, uh, just everything. So if you don't test and test extensively and have that data, I mean if if you know, if it was an email campaign, It'd be great to go to an Info USA, um, and get the data that I already know works that have now tested social and say, wow, this is the exact demographic. If I could email them, it would work out great. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's really become a data-driven environment. Um, it's not, uh, you know, throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks anymore. So it's very, at least for the smart marketers, you know, for, um, you know, the ones that care about three turns. So it's definitely a totally different market now.
2: Yep, it's all it's database, it's database, it's database. But the more so than that, you can have all of the data that you want to. to put, But if you don't manage that well, or it's not input properly, um, what, how do you guys keep track of of that number? Did you say 70? Oh, we have about 75 million yeah. records overall. Yeah, yeah,
6: it's you know we just have a really. I mean, our databases are beyond mm-hmm. are really well organized and. Just really kept current, so
2: talk about somebody um, that maybe doesn 't like you say doesn 't have a significant budget to go out and hire somebody um, how could How could they take advantage of your services, or what would you recommend for maybe a small retailer or a small marketer in a, in, a, in a small area?
6: Yeah, I mean we definitely have solutions that, that fit everyone from small companies to large corporations and, and basically what you would just we would do is learn about what their needs are and where their goals are and where we can best fit them. You know, We have some re- small retailers that are interested in lead generation that reach a small business and we can hit that target. Uh, we have you know some companies that are better that are off doing an email list rental really targeting people within a 10-mile radius of where they live who did some specific geo-targeting and demographic targeting. So there's really solutions for everyone, from a small business to a corporation. Well, I can't
2: thank you enough for for flying all the way in from San Francisco and and hanging with us here. It's been been a lot of fun. We'll be up in San Francisco here in a couple of months. We want to visit with you. Let's tell our viewers um, how they can get in touch with you and and, uh, the easiest way to start doing business with you.
6: Sounds good. I like that. Um, I can be reached at, uh, my email is leslie.brell, L-E-S-L-I-E, B-R-E-L-L, at waltercarl.com, and my, um, I can also be reached via phone at 415-440-1061. Thanks so much. This was a great, a great visit. I appreciate it.
2: Uh, I love you. Thanks I love your exuberance, your smile. And, and again, thanks so much for, for coming up here and hanging with us. Again, we were talking with Leslie Brell, and Leslie is the um, Vice President of West Coast Sales for Incor Group Interactive. Perfect. All right, we're going to kind of continue on. Hey, Kev, are you, uh, how are you enjoying the show? Have you gotten out at all?
5: I have not actually I got I flew in from LA last night, late last night, uh came in, had a client dinner and then uh hung around the uh the sports bar of the casino with some uh with some old friends that have been in the industry probably as long as I have, maybe even longer, if that's possible. Um so I then, you know, went home, got up early this morning and got back to it. So I haven't even hit the shelf floor at all. I'm actually excited to uh, run down there really quickly um and take a look at it, but uh I hear it's an it's an absolute amazing show. I mean, that's just just by the energy and the people around. It's been uh, it's been very, very cool.
2: Yeah, I think I think you'll see that once you once you get down there. And um, so we kind of you know c- you know continue on here. I love, as I had mentioned before, you know, I look for industry professionals. I look for people that uh, are the rock stars of, of of the industry. And I feel that uh, if finally getting to know this uh, this uh, young lady and having her on the show was really great. Uh, and the way that I found her was actually, uh, you know, Kevin. I do a lot of research, or at least a couple of hours of research a day, and I happened to be reading an article uh, in B2B, and uh, and I really felt compelled to give this young lady a call. And she's, of course, the uh, director of marketing for DeliverUp. She's responsible for developing and managing all their marketing and communications efforts, and of course, more importantly, their email marketing solutions and services. And she also manages the strategic business partnerships for her company as well. So, I welcome to our show, Carissa Newton. Carissa, thank you so much for taking the time out of your rock star busy schedule to be with us.
7: Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here.
2: Well, um, you know, when I when I was reading through the the B2B article, the B2B article, um, you know, it had some really interesting questions. And I, and I love those answers. And I want to just go ahead and and uh, and start right off the bat with one of the first questions that I asked you. And that's, you know, how do you? And this is this is probably the 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 ten thousand dollar question, the crystal ball question. And that's how do you design an email so people will read it all the way down to the very end?
7: Well, absolutely. I've I've been designing emails for a lot of years now, both on the on the corporate side and now working with Delivera. And so it's been something that. It's been a learning process for me. Um, you know, people, when they create emails, they instantly just want to throw out all this information. It's much like a web page, and, and they're not thinking about the, the reader and, and keeping that attention. And so one thing that I try to emphasize with our customers is that you don't have to put everything on the page. You don't have to have everything right in the email content that you can link out. And that linking out provides some additional benefits, because if you're linking out to additional content, you're able to track the interest in the various content or you know what people are intrigued about um, with our system. We have a factoring um, formula that helps you measure how engaged people are within an email. so even if you if you added up all of the different links in one email you could look and see how many people are truly engaged or how pe- how many people are unengaged and to me that's richer data um and making and it gets all of your messaging out at the same time without having to spit it all out in a three-page document and and sometimes that's really hard to get through to people especially people evolving from a print mentality where they may have printed a four-page newsletter uh, I was recently working with a client and I was training them on the system and I said, you know, I'm walking through the system and, and they said, okay, what about page two? And I said, no, this, this is it. You want everything for your reader to be in that first screen. If you don't have it there or you don't have it linked out in that way, you're going to lose them.
2: Yeah, I think we can uh, just sort of take a, a visual look at that If you remember, um, Back in Ghostbusters when Bill Murray got slimed, I think it's very easy to do that to our customers and leave, leave them with kind of a yucky feeling if, if, you don't, if, you, if you don't realize that they have an attention span that you have to cater to as well.
7: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and some of the things that, that we've been working with in the past year with the new rich media and the video and social sharing links, it's really just brought email to a whole new level And it's exciting for me because, you know, as having used email marketing for years, oh, we can't do video or, oh, we can't put an audio file. It would be really nice if we could. But you couldn't. And so now there's so many different new medias that you can start to incorporate and really engage that audience with more than just pure text and, you know, just throwing it all out there page after page. Keep it concise and link to to what you want to convey. Um, have your calls to action be extremely strong and extremely visual.
2: Hey, Carissa, with all the different size screens that are out there right now, you know, how do you know that you're gonna put your best foot forward and keep, keep a lot of that heavy-hitting material you know, above the fold on the screen?
7: well um, with email marketing when you're creating the email I always recommend for people that are creating it to always stay as as far left as you possibly can and try to only take up half of your editing screen so if you are creating it in an editor um, using an email software platform you can you can measure it that way or you can compare it to your web page but again just like you said it's it's making sure that it's above the fold. I do a ton of testing Anytime I send an email. I test it, and I have email addresses with all different types of providers. I check it on my mobile to see what it looks like there. Um, So I check it in a lot of different mediums because I want to make sure that my calls to action and the primary message is, is what shows up in the inbox and the preview or even in the open pane when it's opened.
2: Yeah, a click. Father Kevin Vincenzi is with us uh, on the um, on the line. Also, uh, a big email marketer and, and an affiliate network. Kevin, you're a proponent of of just what she said, I believe.
5: Oh, absolutely. You just have to keep on testing and make sure that it fits. Uh, it's so funny because people will not uh, test and then you know do a drop into into Gmail and go, oh, it didn't work. I don't know why. You know, not understanding that their images were rendered properly or that uh, that the ads even formatted properly. Um very important to keep on testing. we use a lot of cross browser tests as well, so on top of the email to make sure that the uh, when they hit a landing page at that uh, that that uh, tests all the way out as well uh, I think that 's a uh, uh, a company called litmus test um, uh, litmus app dot com uh, that will cross test uh, well, uh thirty seven different browsers and I know there 's only a few popular ones, but it'll test them all this way you 'll see uh see what 's happening and then it will correlate back if you 're looking at Hey, somebody on, you know, an early version of Mozilla didn't convert. It might be just because the page didn't uh, display properly. So it's very important to see. You know, it's almost like a, a storefront, preparing a storefront for somebody to see the different goods you have for sale. You know, it's got be, to be done in a certain way. I mean, there's so many different aspects, obviously, to get this right. But well, when it's right, it's great.
2: And uh, you know, Carissa, the great thing about it is you're a, a consummate professional uh, in the industry. You've got a lot of experience, and you're passionate about what you do in this business. But I know that you're also really passionate about uh, helping people, uh, you know, less fortunate than yourselves, uh, such as the Girl Scouts and United Way and the YM- YWCA. Well, why do you why do you add those things uh, to your repertoire as well?
7: Well I think it's I think it's very important to give back, and I've always enjoyed making sure that I can take my expertise in what i'm doing every single day and benefit an organization that wouldn't otherwise have those resources and so I've always been a big proponent in in sharing um, my insight as a marketer back with students and that's one one way that I became involved with y w c a and managed their mentoring program um, because i I realized that so many of the students coming to me that I was either hiring or looking to hire just really didn't have the skills, and they weren't prepared for a Web 2.0 or even a Web 3.0 world. And so I really wanted to give back and make sure that they were better prepared to come into a marketer's workplace of what it is today.
2: Yeah, well, I, I can and appreciate Scout, that. And, I Kevin, mean, I can appreciate cookies, what you do you know? as well. You were downtown here in Las Vegas in the rain. Uh, working with uh with uh, the homeless contingency in Las Vegas it kind of makes you put a whole new whole, whole new look at things when you show up for work on monday
5: that sure it sure does john that's uh it's uh that 's where I like taking my daughter as well and, and I encourage um more employees take their kids it's uh it 's definitely well, all your your little troubles walking in you somehow don 't have on the way out you know seeing the uh, desperation and uh and you know, it just takes a smile sometimes to uh, to brighten somebody's day. You know, one of the uh, the patrons came up to me and said, you know, he said, I just like this here so much better than McDonald's because you know, you guys smile and treat us with respect and integrity and um, you know, dignity. I'm sorry, um, and it, it's it's really true, you know. And just just to give certain things, even if they're not non tangible items, of of a smile or being nice to somebody, it's, it's amazing, you know, just to see the uh, transformation of somebody.
2: And of course, the Clipper has added a new nickname to his repertoire: the uh, the coffee Nazi. What's that all about, Kevin?
5: Uh, I'm sorry, a call was coming in, John, so I totally dropped it off. So if you could repeat the question, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, they're now calling you the coffee Nazi. Why is that? Oh
5: yeah, exactly. One of one of the uh, one of the jobs they had me do was to uh, patrol the creamers, because uh, you know if you. Um if you don't patrol the creamers, then they grab handfuls at a time. So, uh, of course, you and I kept on engaging in conversations, John, and every time I turn around, uh, somebody walked off with a handful of creamers, so they, uh, <clears throat> they got really upset with me and took the creamers away. <laughs> 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 I kind of failed on my task.
2: <laughs> oh hey! It's, uh, I tell you, we had a lot of fun, uh, Carissa. Just kind of sharing with you a little bit of our information as well. And and I have to tell you before we cut to a, to a break, how uh, how excited I, I am to have you on the show. And you really you really nailed it with the things you talked about. About thirty seconds left. Any any last minute comments you'd like to give to our listening audience? Well,
7: I, I think that. It's important to incorporate different technologies in any of your marketing efforts and to make sure that whatever you do, you're getting results from. So you're driving leads, you're driving results, and you're tracking those results so that you're making sure when you repeat it, you're doing what's getting you the best results. Um, but, man, I feel like I'm really missing a great show.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you really should, you should really be here. Are you going to be at any other shows this year?
7: Um, we'll probably be a more focused towards email marketing. We have quite a few of our customer-based shows where we get invited in to provide best practices, resources, and then obviously be um, involved in the email marketing space. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even um, really understand the breadth of the LeaseCon event, and I think it's a very important. Um, we've implemented new methodology for lead tracking, and it's really helped us in building a lead-nurturing campaign for our own leads coming in the door.
2: Well, great. Again, thank you so much. We're talking with Carissa Newton. She's the director of marketing uh, for DeliverUp, and uh, she'll be with us from time to time. Hey, Brasco, if I've got you there, we've got a couple of guests that are coming on in the next break, and since I don't have my screen in front of me, do we have them all teed up?
0: Yes, looks like Bennett and Barron are on the phone. And By the way, I was going to go ahead and uh, help out Kevin there with a little brewing of coffee if you'd like. Oh, <laughs> so I just thought, <laughs> and
2: that's for the as we <laughs> go to break for, our, of course, the coffee Nazi. We've got one more segment when we come back. We're going to be talking with Bennett Kelly, and of course, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of the most recent activities that have taken place um, here with, uh, as it relates to Google and as it comes out of Washington, D.C., and, of course, that will be brought to us by, by Berenzoka. So we want you to stick around. We'll be right back for our third and final second. This is the Inbox Radio Show. I'm the Big Fabu, John Fondi, broadcasting to you live from LeedsCon at the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas.
1: We'll be right back right after this. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this.
8: of the Elite Publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be Elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 702-216-4000
0: Did you know
6: 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet.
0: Did you know
6: 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who compete to do the best work for you
0: did you know
6: 99 designs allows you to post projects for logo design web page design t-shirt design and
0: more did you know
6: 99 designs projects an average of over 70 different design
0: options for a price that you set 99 designs when designers compete you win charles come on up and tell us about the great roi we're getting from revenue
9: thank you since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadoLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics, and reporting tools campaign optimization resources and now weekly payments for top performing affiliates our sales are climbing higher and higher thanks to revenue wire
0: find out more at revenuewire.com affiliate wire Thursdays at 1pm eastern 10am pacific or on demand anytime inside the affiliate marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm
1: you're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And once again, welcome back to the third and final segment of
2: InboxRadio.com. This is the big Fabu, John Fondy. We're broadcasting live from Leeds Con in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, here in one of the palatial mansion suites here high atop the Mirage Hotel and Casino. And of course, with me is the quick father Kevin D. Vincenzi. Hey, Kevin, I really hope you get down to the floor today. There's some really some fun stuff going on down there.
5: Yeah, no, I think I am, John. I'll have about 15 minutes after the show to uh, to run down um, and uh, at least take a look at the floor. And then I've got uh, to take my daughter some indoor skydiving for her birthday. Happy birthday, Natalie.
2: That is right. It is the happy birthday show. How old is she now?
5: 14. Oh I tell you,
2: she's uh that's gonna that really gonna be some fun. I've never done it but I've seen it and uh and are you gonna do it with
0: her?
5: Uh no, I think I'll be the guy to uh be putting my money and have my money fly away <laughs> for the for the actual flight. I don't think I will, but we'll see. You never know. Happy birthday!
2: Let's go now to um, our legal correspondent, Bennett Kelly. Bennett is from the uh, Internet Law Center in uh, Santa Monica, California, up on the ninth floor overlooking Santa Monica Bay. Uh, Bennett, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure as always. I want to just talk real quickly before we move into our next topic. Understand that the uh, Internet tax uh, went into play today. What does that mean for our industry?
10: Well, the. Um Obviously it's it's moving forward in some states, but you know, for example, it passed the Senate in California, but you still have Governor Schwarzenegger who's um, promising to veto it again. Um, you've had some success in Vermont and Virginia and blocking the bills. So nothing major you know yet in terms of you know having to change how you act in terms of different states. But if California happened, that would be a major development because that would definitely fuel other states.
2: Well, we're going to of course keep a close eye on that. I know uh two shows ago we talked about the conference that took place in Denver, Colorado and uh I know that that's got Sydney kind of up in arms cuz that's where she's from and so we'll let's just let's just stay close on that and uh and keep us posted on how that's going to go.
10: Definitely. And um you know it's it's always good, even if you're not in one of those states, just to stay in contact with your, your state assembly person um, so they know what, what type of work you do and um, they, you know so they know what the issue is even before it comes up.
2: Well, great. Um, moving on to our next topic today. Uh, Baren Zokam, who's a senior fellow at the Progress and Freedom Foundation, made the following comments today. Uh, three Google executives have been convicted of a supposed crime of merely working at a company that provided a platform for the free speech of tens of millions of users around the world. If the law holds online intermediaries liable for the content generated and shared by users, those intermediaries will be forced to determine which speech might be offensive or hurtful to someone. Uh, Beren, I'd like to have you kind of jump in and tell us a little bit about what took place um, in the Italian court and uh, what your what your feelings are about it.
9: Sure. Well, it's a real landmark day and a sad day, I'm, I'm sorry to say, for Internet freedom. Uh, long story short, there was a video, uh, just like many of the, the, the millions of videos that have been uploaded to YouTube over the years that was uploaded in the early days, it was made by some Italian students. It was a very... Um, you know, hurtful video that they made of them tormenting and taunting one of their fellow students who had Down syndrome. They uploaded it to YouTube uh, before Google actually took YouTube over and um, and they thought it was funny and so did other videos, uh, so did other users um, and of course this is not, not funny for somebody and so an Italian prosecutor brought a charge under Italy's privacy code which basically uh, they were charged with an offense that's sort of a, a, a privacy or cyberbullying kind of offense, uh, and today the court convicted three Google officials, the current chief legal officer, the current chief privacy officer, and the former CFO on criminal charges. Um, six months suspended sentence, but it's a criminal charge nonetheless, and it's really gotten people to start thinking about, um, you know, what exactly, who are we going to hold responsible for things that are, are put up on the internet that might be Hurtful or defamatory, and um, this the, the, what will get a lot of attention here today is the criminal sanction. But the real debate is not so much about criminal sanctions, although that's a that's an extreme example. It's it's basically whether you're going to have you know, one of three options for dealing with this problem. The the Italian court basically has said if you don't pre-screen content. You could potentially be liable, and that could even go down to individuals, and it could even be a criminal charge. Uh, And you'll see a lot of the the discussion in Europe about this is whether this is consistent with with the European approach, which is supposed to be one of notice and takedown, somewhat like the American system for dealing with um, uh, allegations that a particular piece of material might be infringing on somebody's copyright.
10: What so we've in done case, in the US is that we have a, a law called the Communications and Communications Decency Act. And what it's done is that if it allows people to enable content of third parties. And in that case, as long as you, you stay neutral from the content, um, you're, you're immune from liability. And so basically it promotes um, form, people creating forums for discussions. And the Italian decision would just go contrary to that.
9: Yeah, exactly. And the real question here is whether we're going to shut down, through the force of law, these platforms for users sharing content uh, that they create, their communications, because we we hold the the, the platform operators liable. And if we do that, they have to start censoring, whether it's preemptively or in response to complaints.
2: Well, Kevin DiVincenzi, the Clickfather, father, um, you know, you've kind of heard both sides, Bennett's and also... uh, Berend, what's your first blush take on that, Kevin? Well, I mean,
5: obviously, freedom of speech is very important, especially in, uh, in the online uh, world. Well, so, I mean, any, any sort of censorship would be very, very tough uh, to swallow. So, you know, we're, we're hoping this plays out, uh, you know, where freedom of speech is still maintained. Um, because, I mean, you know, if you start censoring, then, you know, why are we living in America? You know, I feel very strongly that, um, that uh, we shouldn't, uh, you know, shouldn't be censored on what we have to say.
10: And what's whacked about this decision is that Google actually cooperated with Italian authorities in helping them identify the people who took them and posted the video. And, and those people actually were um, you know, prosecuted by Italian authorities, and they were minors, I think, so they had to do community service. So after doing all that, after being a responsible citizen, what did, what did they do? They, they then char- make criminal charges against executives who had nothing to do with the incident at all. And It's just insane. Well, did- Bennett's
9: exactly right here. The issue here is not whether we're going to hold the, the actual authors of the content responsible. The question is, do we hold the intermediaries responsible too? And I think Business Week put it best when they said that Google wasn't any more responsible here than an, Ital- uh, than an Italian town would be for offensive speech that was shouted across one of its public piazzas. I mean, Google just creates that space, and to hold them liable basically means that we start shutting down those spaces, and particularly the spaces that are offered by small startup companies that couldn't possibly hire a staff to pre-screen content and afford the legal liability that that you know, is hanging over their heads now.
2: Well, how does – now, is this something that was done in – in, in an, an Italian court system, and and is there some differences in in maybe a European court system as a, compared to uh, a United States court system, Bennett?
10: Well, they, um, they're under a civil law system, and so they're the I believe the judge actually acts as the the judge and the prosecutor, um, and and so there are different presumptions that are in play there. But um, and but the Google is appealing it, and you know. But And there's also um, some other issues they have in Italy with Prime Minister Berlusconi's um, uh, media company. And then they also have issues with the EU on uh, antitrust allegations. So um, Google and European vacation are not going to (laughs) be synonymous. But but just to be clear Uh, here, the 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 key difference is – Bennett, I can
2: remember you're a proponent uh, of just – you know, kind of looking at something and saying, hey, look, if it's not something that you would show to your mom or you would show to your grandmother, then there's probably a chance you shouldn't do it. Sounds right. to me like, uh, like there are some young adults here that weren't, really weren't thinking too straight.
10: No, but yeah, that's, that's true, and, and they should be held responsible, but should, you know, some executive who did never even met those people, never talked to those people, should they be responsible? That's the question
2: and going back to what you're saying about the the you know cease and desist or identify and remove uh, why didn't we see that take place in this arena
9: well again and this is the the part that people really won't won't focus on in this story though they'll, they'll focus on the criminal sanctions but the real difference here is that the united states stands unique just as we are the only ones that have the first amendment the only ones that really go as far as we do in protecting free speech We're the only country that I know of that has realized that on the internet, the only way you can make that, that protection meaningful is to say that online intermediaries, like a social networking operator or a video hosting site or an ISP, just don't have a legal liability to remove content. And that includes after being given notice. And the reality is, of course, that sites like Facebook take down content all the time. They have strong incentives to do so, to protect their reputation and make their sites work for their users. But once you start doing that, what, the, what what Europe does in general, of hanging legal liability over their heads, all of a sudden you've put them in the role of censor, where they have to decide is a particular piece of content or communication, or even a text message, is it is it hurtful? Is it defamatory? And those are things that in the United States, we leave to the courts to decide, because the courts are the ones that can actually weigh... The, the, the interests of plaintiffs who may have a legitimate case with free speech rights.
10: We're going to see this issue come up more and more because there's a potential for divergence with the EU uh, countries on other issues. For example, um, using keyword search terms, you know, the French and the German take a different approach than we do. Um, privacy, you know, is um, our IP addresses, um, personal identifiable information, their approach to behavioral targeting. All these things there are Potentially going down a path where you have divergence in the regulatory approach, which is a problematic when you have a, a system that doesn 't have geographic borders,
2: uh, I want to thank you both for joining us here on such short notice again we 're talking about Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center as well as barin zuka and he 's a senior fellow at the Progress and Freedom Foundation. Thanks, Brasco, we had a pretty good show. How are you doing back there in the studio?
0: Very good. Um... Not enjoying the rain outside my studio here, but uh, of course, you guys are living it up over there, so I can only be jealous. Okay. Well,
2: we've got rain here as well. I just wanted to check oh. with you and see uh, we should be getting pretty close to the end of our segment. Am I correct, there?
0: Well, we're a little bit late. <laughs> we're just a little <laughs> over time. That's okay. That's all right.
2: Hey, well, I appreciate it. Next week, of course, we've got Karen Brannon, uh, Bannon. And uh, she's going to be talking about email for life, tips on how to use email to connect with customers throughout the sales cycle. And she's a contributing writer. I mean, literally, in you name the magazine, she writes for it. And this particular article was in B2B. And, of course, Dave Wengel, who's the co-founder of Leeds Council, will be with us. We'll be back in the studio, of course, all back and buckled down here. A reminder, the uh, live show is every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. if you're on the East Coast. And you can always uh, check us out at inboxradio.com. That's I-N-V-O-X-E-D Radio.com, and you can listen to those archives and uh, post those questions as well. Again, for all of our guests that joined us today, I want to thank them so much. Victor Daniel, founder and owner of Elite Mate; Leslie Brell is the vice president of West Coast Sales, and Walter Carl, and also Carissa Newton, who's delivers director of marketing, and of course. uh, Our legal expert uh, checking in with us as well, Bennett Kelly. And, of course, for the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi, I am the big fabu, John Fondi. We will see you same bat time, same bat channel. See you next Wednesday. All right. Have a good week.